Hi, I'm Rolf, and this is the 12th podcast, a platform of young, enthusiastic, and passionate personalities on fire for King Jesus share on the experiences. Join the conversations and be inspired. Hello, uh, I welcome you guys to the 12th um, podcast. So today we have a w- very wonderful friend, very great friend of mine. Her name is Jane. Uh, Jane, how are you? I welcome you to the Hi, podcast. Ralph. Thank you so much for inviting me. Question: How do you cope with the lockdown? Is oh, the lockdown it's magnificent! Oh my God! Sorry, this is not to be inconsiderate oh, to other Suddenly. people's um situations and stuff, but hey, by God's grace, I'm fine. Okay, <laughs> but I guess this is much needed because oh, okay. this is just this is a season I really. You know, I'm really growing, you know, spending time with the Lord, growing in his word, you know, wow. dwelling in the secret place, guys. When you dwell in the secret place, a lot of things happen, okay? Wow. You do not come out the same. You become transformed. Yes, we are being transformed by the renewing, renewing wow. of our minds. Wow. Wow. Yes, so on and so forth. So it's been really great. God has been so good. And wow, yes, I've been growing. So aren't you I missing do. school? Aren't you missing? Uh, I do. 40-something days later, I was fed up. <laughs> Throughout, I was okay. Everybody else was complaining. I'm like, you know what? I'm fine. But 40-something days later, yes, I just, I was ready to go out. And I was ready to go back on campus. But, yeah. So, Jenny, today's um, podcast, we are really looking at love as being the ultimate medicine, right? We want to understand how love can actually be the ultimate medicine. And uh, the reality, and I think you will agree with me, is that we are living in a generation in a, in a generation where we find so many young people that are looking for love in the wrong places. You know, you can go everywhere and we see young people looking for love, 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 love. And sometimes we can even have the impression that love does not really exist anymore. And so I really want to ask you today, like, what is your understanding of love? Can you explain what love means to you? I can explain this um, with what I've experienced and as well with according to the word of God. So in scripture, it tells us that God is love. And 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, verses 4, it actually tells us what love is. And it goes on to say that love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous. It is not boastful or proud. It is not rude. It doesn't demand its own way. It is not irritable and it keeps no record of being wrong, so on and so forth, right? So from verses 4 to 7. So as we can see here, these are not feelings. This is clearly God's attributes. So since God is love, we can now put God in place of love and say, God is patient, God is kind. These are his attributes. So the world is misunderstanding something here. They think that love is a feeling. Now, feelings, you know, they tend to change. But I feel right, right here that uh, love is a decision. And these are 
uh, God's attributes being displayed. Now, as I said, I can explain this best on what I've experienced, you know, as a child of God, as his daughter, you know, as he, after he finally accepted me and um, I've been given a right to be called his child. So um, according to my experience, until one gives their life to Christ and truly accepts him and believes in him, then they will truly begin to experience God's love. You know, the old has passed, the new has become, and yes, we're still at that point, still growing in Christ, and his love is being made perfect in us. Now, because Christ is within us, we abide in him, we begin to reflect his love. We begin to manifest it everywhere we go, boldly, you know, uh, you know, like love your neighbor as you love yourself. Now, God is love, and nothing can separate us from his love after being his child and growing up in Christ, uh, you begin to experience God's love even after you've fallen and you'll still be amazed to see how God loves you despite what you've done in the past. You know, he's still waiting with opened arms and that's God's love. That's amazing love. And yes, love is a broad topic and all of that. It's quite complex. And yes, there's different types of love, but within the theme, love, the ultimate medicine, I thought it would be best for me to define it within that context yes wow that's amazing that's amazing so love is not an emotion mm -hmm. it's a decision if i yes. understood what you say wow and i think that's a very good definition because uh we we are human beings and we usually mm -hmm. go by our emotion we usually go by our feelings right uh for example as a student sometimes maybe you have to go to class and uh, there's this specific lecturer that you don't mm -hmm. really like or there's this specific uh class you don't want to attend so you'll be like oh mm -hmm. today i don't feel like going to the class mm -hmm. but you know that you have to go so we think that we have to be the same with the things of god we think that we have to go by our emotions but i really like your definition that love is um mm -hmm. A choice right it's a decision it's not a feeling right because if love was a feeling that means god could love us today mm -hmm. and not love True. us tomorrow yeah that was a great example right. by the way I, thank you for sharing that yeah. yeah i thank god that exactly i thank god that god is not like that he does not have moods we praise god we so thank him for his wonderful love no his love is not variable it is unchangeable mm -hmm. constant yes wow that's great. That's great. So we're going to move to the second question. So as we said in the beginning, that our theme is love, the ultimate mm -hmm. medicine. Wow. That's, that's powerful, the ultimate medicine. Somebody like, okay, why medicine? Why medicine? If somebody asks you the question like, why do you say love is ultimate medicine? <sighs> why do I so, say... I thank God for my good friend Google. Okay, I went into Google and I definitely researched the definitions to the words ultimate and medicine. And I know when you first introduced this love, you know, the ultimate medicine, I looked at it and I'm like, what? What kind of theme is this? This doesn't make sense. But then I later on thought, okay, love the ultimate medicine, yes. Yes, it's the solution to many of the things that we human beings, people here on earth go through, you know, so much of the loneliness that we feel, the emptiness, you know, seeking validation from the wrong things, from, you know, wrong places. So ultimate here, 
uh, my definitions are, you know, from Google, yes. Uh, being or happening at the end of a process. That's one definition. I'm going to move on to the next one. Uh, basic or fundamental. And I really loved the synonyms here. The synonyms were elemental. Elemental meaning forming an essential, um, vital, key. Um, being the best or the most extreme example of its time. I was really mind blown when I saw this, really. Uh, other synonyms are greatest, optimum. I really love optimum and paramount. Optimum means like a favorable outcome, ideal. So we're going to move on to medicine. Medicine. What is medicine? Medicine is um, for the treatment and the prevention of disease. To heal and protect. So now, love, the ultimate medicine, love. The key, most crucial, vital uh, treatment and prevention. The optimum treatment and prevention. We can just put, you know, in those synonyms in there. Like and you. because God is love. <laughs> Since God is love, his kind of love, that agape, that unconditional type of love is the unconditional mm -hmm. medicine. You know, our, cre our creator, he created us with a specific function and our rightful environment is in him. Now, when we go out of that environment and we go seeking for satisfaction. Just interrupt you for a second, please. Can I just interrupt you? you I think uh, you mentioned something very mm -hmm. important. You mentioned agape. Now, uh, some of our listeners here might not really know what agape is. So what do you mean by agape? Because the only thing that I knew about agape before I actually understood agape was, you know, there's that thing on Christmas where they say agape service, where they come and you eat. So maybe for somebody, agape <laughs> so, or maybe agape the name of the, your first son that you're going to have, maybe... So, okay, what, what so I got paid, like I, I said, I got these definitions from my friend Google, from websites. I didn't uh, really dig deep into that definition, but what I got, just a really short and simple definition of agape is God's unconditional love. Yes. Wow. So, awesome. as I was saying, yes, our creator, you know, he created us with a specific function, and that was to love and serve him, to love him and to love serving him. So, as we human beings, of course, this is by choice, you know. God doesn't force him on one. We choose to come out of that environment. And we go seeking for satisfaction. And we go seeking affection outside of that environment. Seeking for that in people. Seeking for validation in things. Perishable things. So we've diverted from that. And we chose to love and serve other things. And we're continuously searching for satisfaction. And we're searching for something that isn't lost. You know, we are actually made complete in him, in our in true environment. So whatever it is that we're using to fill that void, I mean, our creator created us. So he knows what our proper function is and he knows how to fix us. And truly accepting Jesus and being in a relationship with God, being in communion with him, that is what's going to fill us. You know, human love is fickle. What does the word fickle wow. mean? Frequently changing, especially considering someone's loyalty and affections. So, yeah, faithless. Oh. These are the synonyms. Faithless, changeable, variable. But 
look at this now. Scripture says that God's love is faithful. If the synonym to fickle is faithless, God's love is faithful, unchangeable, unfailing. It will never let you down. So whatever it is that we're using to fill our void and it, we still remain empty, still remain famished, God, you know, God is the ultimate medicine. His love is the ultimate. Wow, wow, wow. That's really, that's really amazing. And I also want to ask another question. You know, when we look at the youth today, um, I don't want to stereotype, but if you look at the youth today, we can both agree that there's so many challenges that we face today, right? And you, when you look at what is happening in the world, you see, for example, that there's a lot of young people, even Christians, young Christians who go through things like maybe they commit suicide or they have low self-esteem, um, insecurities, identity crisis, and something that you mentioned earlier about uh, seeking validation in the wrong places. So do you think that a revelation, or let me say it, let me say it, let me put it differently. Do you think that a lack of the revelation or a lack of revelation of the love of God could be one of the reasons why we see these things happening a lot? True. And I really want to relate this to children that are brought up in Christian homes because, um, the type of Christianity that is uh, demonstrated before them it makes them think of God in a very harsh, mean, angry way. And because of that display of who God is from the parents or from the church, thinking that God is so strict and that he's unloving and that he's always mean and angry, I feel that God hasn't really been presented to them the way that he should be, the way that he is, the way he truly is. And they tend to divert from that, take another route, and try something else. S thinking or trying to see whether whatever it is they're trying might fulfill them, might satisfy them, might, you know, give them the affection that they've been looking for, the attention they've been seeking, you know, validation from uh, people around them you know, living according to culture, society's uh, culture, and yeah. Um, I can explain this based, uh, based, based on my experience and also according to the word of God. And I do remember myself, right now we are in lockdown, guys. So just know, hey, we are in lockdown, <laughs> level three. So throughout this lockdown, I've been meditating a lot on First uh, John, like on love. And really, I have this note in the back of my Bible that says, don't get tired of reading. The word of God delivers and heals us. And I like to add on to it and say it transforms us. So I was just, I was actually kept captivated by it. And I just kept on thinking about it day and night, day after day. Whenever I'd open up my Bible, I'd just go straight to First John and I'd just read it over and over again. And it started to have an effect on me. It started transforming me. And um, scripture here says in Romans 5, verse 5, I'll just go to the second line. I'm reading from the NLT. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us his Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. So that is what I was experiencing and that is what was happening to me. And it goes on to say in First John, 
Um, I'll, I'm going to read 13, 16, and 17. First John chapter 4, verses 13, 16, and 17. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and Him, and he in us. Verses 16 says, um, God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. Um, verses 17 goes on to say, as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So... The old has passed, the new has become. We abide in Christ, Christ abides in us. You know, his Holy Spirit his Holy Spirit abides in us and he fills us with that love. And that love grows more perfect. We abide in love, love abides in us. And you know, love your neighbor as you love yourself. The love of God is growing more perfect within you. And because we are his representatives, because he feels us now and we are within him. We begin to reflect his nature. We begin to reflect his nature, um, his nature and his character, who he is. And that same attitude that was within Christ is now within us. And because his love is growing more perfect and I'm growing with him, you know, it begins to show. And, you know, at some point you think, oh, no, I'm filled with love. I love everybody. But, you know, mm -mm. until you begin to meditate and experience it, you grow. So that's what has been happening with me. And it was just amazing. Yeah, it was just amazing yeah. to see how, you know, his love is being made perfect in me. And I just want to reflect more of him, you know. Love is the ultimate medicine. The world wow. needs love. Jesus Christ is the light of the world, the hope of the world, the savior of the world. And yes. Wow, wow. That's really good. And I, I like what you said about love because when we say love, the ultimate medicine, uh, it doesn't only mean that the love of God, but it also means mm -hmm, us mm -hmm. loving other people, right? And uh, the, the thing is, it's not really it's not easy. easy. It's not easy. Why? Because sometimes you can be like, as you said, I'm filled with the love of God. And then... <laughs> Once you, maybe when you go out, maybe you go somewhere and somebody really just speaks very, uh, mm -hmm. you know, very rudely to you, right? In a very <laughs> rude manner. Like, mm. Yes, yes. We meditate on a day and night, wherever <sighs> it is we may be, whatever we may be yeah. doing, you know, we decide to love. <laughs> See? Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Or maybe let's say let's say you are you drive and you are driving and maybe there's um there's a traffic and maybe somebody is driving or is not really driving in a way that you know that somebody who has <laughs> some sense <laughs> should be driving and you be like oh you hey whatever whatever so you you but I think that if you uh, yes. have a relationship with the Holy Spirit because when the Bible yes. when the Bible talks about lo love. We need Amen. to understand that God mm -hmm. is love, right? So when you have a relationship mm -hmm. with God, that means you have a relationship with love, there's a certain way mm -hmm. that you're going to act and you're going to live, all right? You're going to live differently. You're going to act differently. You're going to react differently, True. actually, right? Because there's things that come mm -hmm. in order to provoke you. But as Christians, we are new creations. And that's, that's one thing I want all of us to understand is that, a Christian Amen. is a new yes. creation, right? When Amen. you became a new creation, God uh, gave mm -hmm. you a new spirit. Ezekiel says, I'll give you a new spirit. And that new spirit, the book of First Timothy says, he has not given Amen. us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love. 
right? So the new spirit that we have is a spirit of love. So we don't have to be struggling to walk in love because yes. love is our nature, right? Just like a fish is swimming, so is the new creation walking Amen. in love so naturally, you know? And uh, yeah, so I really think that it's something very important to understand as young people that, hey, God loves me, but mm -hmm. I need to reflect that yes. love to other people. And yeah, not always easy, but by the spirit of God, we can all always things. do all yes. things, you know. We can do yes, all and things. we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his yeah. life for us. Amen. He has not given us the spirit of fear, That's but right. the spirit of love. I love how you mentioned that. Yes. That's a great reminder. It's so because love is patient and kind. We're going to yeah. be patient. We're going to be kind. We are patient and we are kind. Yes. You know, not mm. jealous, not boastful. Right. We're not proud. We're not rude. You know? Yes. Amen. Wow. That's good. That's really good. I like, I, I like yes. what you just said. We are. Because many Christians be like, oh, uh, in our family, we are mm -hmm. short-tempered. I'm like, no, no. Which family are you talking about? Because the Bible says that we have been brought Amen. into a family mm -hmm. of God. <laughs> right? It is true that you are coming from a, um, a physical family. We, you carry mm -hmm. the DNA of your parents and your grandparents that may, maybe they were really rude and short-tempered. But I think that because you have the life of Christ within you, uh, that life is producing a specific, a certain way of living. So you don't have to mm, say, mm -hmm. I'm short-tempered. Don't say that. You're not denying, you know, faith is not denying the reality. Faith is simply believing in a higher reality, mm. right? There is a reality. The reality is that you are short-tempered. But let me tell you that mm -hmm. there's a higher reality than that. The higher reality is Galatians 5.16, which says love is I mean, I said that the Amen. fruit of the Spirit is love, right? And First Corinthians 13 says love is patience. So I think I need, you need to challenge yourself as a young Christian to start yes, saying, hey, I'm patient. Yes, speak forth. Even though you know that you're not really patient, but you need to be saying it. Amen. You need to be saying it. The power Faith of the word. Because when you meditate it long enough, you're going to be able to Amen. see the manifestation of that. But if you be like, oh, I'm a short-tempered person. Mm, mm. Nobody can come around me. In, uh, uh, and the, uh, I heard somebody say that there's some people when they walk in the room, they say, mm, the lion is there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <The> lion. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when, when we were in, um, in high school, we had our teacher, he used to teach us. So he was so short tempered that when he would walk into the class, we'd be like, mm. uh, <laughs> Zeus. You know, Zeus, you know, Zeus from the Greek mythology, the Roman mythology. Those gods, wow. like, hey, Zeus has entered. Zeus, mm. Zeus is there. <laughs> oh, the lion, uh, and the it's tiger, not just you manifesting that. Everybody else is saying it. it. Mm -hmm. So imagine now what you speak forth is what will yeah. be. So yes, we need to speak exactly the right. truth of God's word about us, our identity in Christ. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Wow, that's exactly right. So, guys, that's, it was really a pleasure to have this conversation with Jane. So, Jane, should we call you Madam Jane? Love. Jane, <laughs> Jane? Janet is fine. <laughs> wow. So, it was a great pleasure to have Jane. Jane, <laughs> Janet. 
<laughs> Jane is fine. <laughs> Janet or Jane? <laughs> yes. Jane. Oh, okay. Jane, it was a great pleasure to have Jane with us. And uh, yeah, I hope you guys were really blessed. So we will see you, we'll next, see you time. next time. Yes. On the 12th. Thank you so much, Ralph. So, guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. That was it for today. Uh, we can't wait to have you on our next episode. But in the meantime, have a look at our Instagram accounts, The 12 Missions, for more information and also for inspirational quote that's really going to bless your day. So, thank you so much and see you next time.